My name is Dan Koop Lichty, and it's my pleasure to be here as Director of Alumni Engagement and International Student Advisor. We warmly welcome all alumni and families of current students, grandparents, parents, and siblings who are here for this weekend. Thanks so much for making the effort to be here. Today, we are privileged to learn more about a few of our many outstanding alumni. First, though, I'm pleased to introduce the members of the Alumni Council who are here on campus for their semi-annual semi meetings. We want to recognize Dave Cantu of State College PA and Dan Coyne of Evanston, Illinois, who are leaving the council but were unable to join us this weekend. I want to especially recognize Heike Lara Nice, class of 1989 from Telford, PA. She's served on the council since 2013 and will be sorely missed as she leaves us after these meetings. Heike, will you please stand? I'm, I'm gonna go for another round of applause. I think the whole council to please stand. <laughs> In the last couple of years, people have asked me, why do you take the awards back from the award winners after they get them? We do that because we have fragile ceramics and we don't want them to, to drop them as they walk out and walk around for their reception. So we do give them to them, don't worry. Um, and uh, they will get those after we have a reception after this convocation. It's now my pleasure to ask Harold Watson, the new GC Athletic Director, to come to the stage. He's going to tell you more about the champion, Champions of Character honors that are awarded each year. Thank you. <laughs> Since their inception in 2005, the Dr. Ruth Gundon and Dr. Roman Gingerich Champion of Character Awards have been presented annually by the Maple Leaf Athletic Club to a male and female alumni, an athlete who exemplifies the college's core values in their work, their lives, and their community through service. Dr. Gundon and Dr. Gingerich were both pioneers of the Goshen College Athletic uh, Department. Good morning. It is my pleasure to um, tell you a little bit more about this year's awardees, and um, they can each come to the stage as I, as I introduce them to you. So the first champion of character awardee is Penina Akayo Laker. Nina Akayo Laker is a former Maple Leaf volleyball and track and field All-American. She is a professor and a graphic designer who uses visual design to take a human-centered approach to solving social problems with a particular focus on education and healthcare-related issues in East Africa. On campus here at Goshen College, Penny was known as one of the top athletes, setting records and receiving awards in volleyball and track and field. As a volleyball player, she was named Mid-Central College Conference Player of the Year, NAIA First Team All-American, and was ranked eighth in the country with 4.3 kills a game. In track and field, Penny still holds the GC record in the indoor and outdoor triple jump, was a national runner-up and an NAIA All-American at both the Indoor and Outdoor National Championships. 
After graduating in 2011, Penny earned her MFA in Visual Communication Design from Kent State University in 2013. She was a research associate for visual communication design at Notre Dame and is now an assistant professor of communication design at Washington University in St. Louis. Penny travels regularly to her home country of Uganda to conduct research and lead design workshops to equip young people with skills in design and creative problem solving. She wants her students to understand the importance of human-centered design, designing responsibly with input from individuals who will be impacted by the design. Penny lives in St. Louis with her husband, Kyle, and their two-year-old daughter, Christina. They attend Grace and Peace Fellowship. Our second Champions of Character Award goes to Byron Shank. Byron Shank has spent 67 years shaping students and athletes as a professor, coach, and mentor. He's taught physical education and coached a variety of sports here at Goshen College, at Eastern Mennonite University, and for the last 28 years at George Fox University in Oregon. He holds a master's degree in physical education from the University of Oregon and a doctor of education in sports medicine from the University of Virginia. He also holds a certification from the National Athletic Trainers Association. He was named the National Soccer Coaches Association of America Women's Coach of the Year for the Far West region in both 1992 and 1998, and was the Northwest Conference Women's Coach of the Year in 1998. He also earned a National Meritorious Service Award from the National Christian College Athletic Association for his previous service and leadership. Byron recently retired as a full-time professor at George Fox. All throughout his career, Shank has done what he can do to bring the Holy Spirit to those around him. Byron is married to Ina, and they live in McMinnville, Oregon, where they are active at First Mennonite Church in McMinnville. Congratulations, Byron. And now I would like to welcome Angela Powell, the chair of our Alumni Council, to introduce the next awards. Good morning. It is an honor to be here with you all today to represent the Alumni Council. Um, in celebrating our three honorees today, Jess Bueller, David Reimer, and Patricia Ebersalzweier. The Culture for Service Awards and the Young Outstanding Leadership Awards are established by the Goshen College Alumni Council to honor and recognize the achievements of alumni who exemplify the college motto, Culture for Service, and are actively living out the core values of the college. Each of our honorees has a distinguished record of service and or achievement to home, church, college, community, and the world 
and they are doing it in their own unique ways, both locally and internationally. This year, as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Steady Service Term Program, we added an additional lens of those work, whose lives and work have been particularly impacted by their experience and growth through the program. So I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to honor each of these amazing individuals with all of you and to invite President Stoltzfus to um, introduce the awardees. I would first like to introduce Jess Stoltzfus-Buller, who is this year's recipient of our Young Alumni Servant Leadership Award. <laughs> Jess Stoltzfus-Buller is the Peace Education Coordinator for Mennonite Central Committee, MCC, and has spent eight years as a peacemaker and community organizer on Columbia's Pacific Coast. Shortly after she graduated from Goshen College in 2008 with a double major in sociology and Bible, religion, and philosophy, Jess moved to Columbia as part of Mennonite Central Committee's SEED program. Jess then stayed on and worked as the director of the SEED program for two years and continued to work with the organization Sembrando Paz which means seeds of peace on local peace building initiatives. During Jess's time in Colombia, local leaders were able to get the attention of government officials and with a good deal of compromise and effort, work side by side to improve conditions in their communities. In March of 2015, Jess was in a motorcycle accident that resulted in a broken femur, severe burns, and other significant injuries. The resulting surgeries and rehabilitation put her on a long road to recovery, and much of her peace-building work was put on hold. This humbling experience required her to rely on the goodness of others during her healing process. She eventually returned to Goshen for further medical treatment with her husband, William, and they now have a 10-month-old daughter, Belaine, they live in Goshen and attend Walnut Hill Mennonite Church. Congratulations. The first of our Culture for Service Award recipients this year is Patricia Ebersole-Zwire. <laughs> Patricia Ebersole-Zwire is a bilingual counselor who has counseled couples and individuals in Latin America and in the United States. When Patricia traveled to Honduras for SST in the early 1970s, she built strong connections with her service community so much so that she returned to Honduras to work at a Mennonite church in San Pedro Sula, doing leadership formation for young adults. There she met her husband, Joel, who was doing development work. Together they started a family in Honduras and soon moved to Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic, where Patricia began doing marriage counseling for young couples. 30 years and four now adult children later, 
Patricia and Joel have found their way back to Goshen, where she currently works as a bilingual therapist at Oaklawn. She sees all kinds of clients, including those without documents. She maintains that what has allowed her to be successful in the United States was what she learned in Santo Domingo, that relationships and community matter. Patricia and Joel attend Assembly Mennonite Church. They are the parents of Elisa Zwire, class of 03, Sarah Zwire, class of 08, David Zwire, class of 12, and James Zwire. Congratulations, Patricia. Our second recipient of our Culture for Service Award this year is David Reimer. <laughs> David Reimer is a career member of the U.S. Senior Foreign Services and currently serves as U.S. Ambassador to the Republic of Mauritius and the Republic of Seychelles, two island nations off the southeast coast of Africa. After graduating from college in 1984 with a degree in history, he earned a Master of Public and International Affairs degree from the University of Pittsburgh, and then went to work for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. After five years, he joined the U.S. Foreign Service, and because of his SST experience in Belize, he returned there as a Foreign Service worker. David's path to becoming a U.S. Ambassador has taken him all over the world. He spent two-thirds of his career overseas, including in Belize, Mauritania, Iraq, East Africa, Switzerland, Haiti, Italy, and Germany. He speaks French, Italian, and German. And um, judging from his talk last night, he speaks English as well. Um, David has received eight top State Department performance awards and is known for his extensive knowledge of Africa and his outstanding leadership and communication skills. He currently calls the Republic of Mauritius home and lives there with his wife, Simonetta Romagnolo. He is a member of Oak Grove Mennonite Church in Smithville, Ohio. Congratulations, David. This morning, Jess Stoltzfus-Buller and David Reimer will be speaking to us. Patricia will be speaking at the breakfast tomorrow morning. And the Champions of Character awardees will speak at a special reception at noon on Saturday in the Rec Fitness Center. Jess, welcome to the podium. Thank you so much. Excuse my voice this morning. It's wonderful to be with you and what an honor to receive this award and to share the podium and uh, this space with other magnificent individuals. <clears throat> the years of young adulthood are so formative. We are figuring out who we are and how we relate to the world. It's a time of questions, exploring, finding our way towards what each of us individually will do. 
Goshen College was a wonderful place for me to do that. Provided a place to stretch me and challenge me, both extending me outward, pushing me beyond easy answers and status quo perspectives, as well as helping me become more rooted in the foundations of truth that I still carry with me today. My first experience living abroad, SST was a key part of the experiences I had in college that brought me to where I am today. SST opened the world to me in new ways, showed me how well I could live on so little and challenged my habits of consumption. It brought me into contact with other cultures, other ways of doing things, other ways of understanding life, which was a gift to this culturally Mennonite girl who grew up in small town Goshen. Like many SSTers, my service position ended up being extremely informal and almost non-existent in a small rural community where I was supposed to do activities with the kids every afternoon. So most of my time was invested in learning the practices of cooking outdoors, washing clothes in the river, practicing language, playing dominoes, and building relationships. And then the semester that I returned to campus from SST, I took liberation theology with Professor Melinda Berry. Reading the Boff brothers, James Cone, Ada Maria Isasi Diaz, Gustavo Gutierrez, and others, paralleled with my recent experience of living with impoverished peoples, I found myself struggling with how to understand myself, a white middle-class citizen of the most powerful country in the world. If God is on the side of the oppressed, which I believed, and I am clearly not the oppressed, then what does that mean for me? At the same time, though, I was invigorated by this refreshing way of understanding God, the text, and the world around me. It was some of the most difficult yet most formative time I had at Goshen College. For the rest of my time at Goshen then, this struggle came mostly through my study of theology and people. As a double major in Bible religion, philosophy, and sociology, I did a lot of thinking about theology, systems, social problems, and how they all intertwine. Specifically, as an Anabaptist committed to peace, I found my processing, I found myself processing what my own theology was and how that lined up with the world around me that I was being more and more exposed to. Between peacemaking classes, where we learned about nonviolent movements that, that created real change, and theology that made me want to live and practice peace and justice rather than confess it on, Saturday, on Sunday mornings, I found myself longing to travel. This swirl of study and experience took me to Columbia, South America, soon after graduation with Mennonite Central Committee. And from there, it's kind of history. I found myself in a beautiful sphere of doing active peacemaking with communities that were affected by decades of violence, learning from Colombian Anabaptists who modeled peace as a way of life that was inseparable from their understanding of Christian faith. Their work in the communities around them was a direct response to Jesus' call to peacemaking, and I was sold. Eventually, I realized that I had already found my path working at peacebuilding. I lived in Colombia for close to eight years before I returned to the U.S. due to a serious motorcycle accident. I worked on the Caribbean coast with local organizations and rural communities that had been heavily affected by the armed conflict, supporting peace marches, advocacy meetings, development projects, nonviolent trainings, and much more. The resilience of communities in Colombia is astounding to me. 
Their commitment to peace in the face of 60 years of armed conflict is tireless. They believe in a reality that is different from their current one, and they work daily to create it. We have so much to learn from our brothers and sisters around the world. In returning to the US and to Goshen, I see more parallels, parallels than I thought possible. In the polarization of our country and the unofficial but still armed conflict that we live in here, as well as in the significant change that grassroots organizing and local peace building can create. Peacemaking is a practice that we commit to over and over every day. In the face of violence, fear, division, in any place around the world, I believe it is central to Jesus' message and call. Working in Colombia has been, and hopefully someday will be again for me, a significant place for my practice of peacemaking. But we do not need to cross oceans and country borders to do that. There is so much that can be done without, without needing to be a peace advocate by vocation even. Most of the Colombians that I work with are farmers, people who are involved in their children's activities, busy with making a living, harvesting, and producing. People like you, be it in participating in marches, working at advocacy, participating and allying with marginalized communities, restoring the earth, or the thousands of ways we can participate in the peacemaking each of us is called to, I pray that we all find our way there. Thank you. wonderful to be back here on campus, and I am truly grateful and humbled by this award. I'm going to use my time this morning uh, to make a pitch for overseas service. In doing so, I want to urge you to consider a career of service in the international arena. Globalism, whether we like it or not, is a fact of life, and it's a cliche, but it's true that every day the world is getting smaller and smaller and we're drawn closer and closer to our fellow human beings all over the world. And I think that opens up tremendous opportunities for Goshen students to do global service. As mentioned uh, in the introduction, I'm a professional diplomat. I work for the United States of America, and I'm very proud of what I do. Diplomacy is an honorable profession. But I'd like you to think of it also as an example of an opportunity to serve. In fact, we in the State Department don't call ourselves diplomats. We call ourselves foreign service officers. That's our official title. And let me give you very briefly three very different examples of opportunities that I've had to serve for my own career as a diplomat. As mentioned, my first posting was Belize, and the State Department sent me there because I had been on SST in Belize. So I was a consular officer, and one of my responsibilities, in addition, in addition to issuing visas, was uh, American citizen services. And among other things, I helped Americans who were involved in accidents or who were victims of crime. I also assisted Americans whose family members died unexpectedly in Belize. In many ways, those were some of the most difficult experiences I've ever had in the Foreign Service, particularly the death cases but they were also some of the most rewarding, and sometimes, and some of the times when I felt I was doing the most good, working with shocked, grieving families on a very personal level, 
almost like a social worker. I also regularly visited imprisoned Americans. Once a month, I went to the prison and visited one-on-one -on -one with each jailed American. And let me tell you, if you think life in an American prison is difficult, you've not seen anything till you've seen a prison in the developing world. The second example is from mid-career, and I spent part of my time there working on third world debt relief. Most debt relief was negotiated multilaterally at the Paris Club in Paris, France. Among my duties was to write the negotiating instructions for our team that we sent to Paris each month to, no to negotiate rescheduling and, uh, and forgiveness. Several times I was a member of the negotiating team and I helped negotiate a half dozen agreements including a couple that turned into very complicated all-night multilateral negotiations. And during my tenure there, we forgave or renegotiated hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars worth of third world debt, which had a very positive impact on those, peoples, on, on those countries in the uh, years following. The third example I want to give you is my work on refugee issues. I worked twice as a refugee officer, once in Geneva, Switzerland, where I worked closely with uh, UNHCR, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, and once in Baghdad, Iraq, where I was the refugee officer in the embassy, working on the ground with the refugees themselves and with relief workers. That was as an amazing job as you can imagine. As a typical day, I would go out of the green zone into the red zone, spend the day at the refugee camp, come back to the embassy, dust the sand and the dust off, off of me, go into a room deep in the embassy, turn on a switch, and they had the big screen, which was the White House. And then I would have a discussion with White House officials and State Department and Homeland Security about what I'd seen in the refugee camp, what policies we were pursuing that were working and what were not. And then we would usually have a very, as they say, robust discussion. Um, other people call it an argument about uh, the path that we, sh we should follow uh, in, in the coming years and our policies and, and how to spend our money. It, it, was, uh, it was an exhausting, emotionally draining job, but again, probably the best job I've ever had in my life. So I mentioned those three just as examples of the diversity of opportunity that exists overseas. And if you don't want to be a diplomat or you don't want to work for the U.S. government, that's fine. There are many, many other international organizations that are looking for motivated, talented people. The UN system is always looking for young leaders, particularly from the United States. In my career, especially in Switzerland and Iraq, I had the opportunity to work with a number of fine organizations, such as UNHCR, such as the International Committee of the Red Cross, and the International Organization for Migration, just to name a couple of them. As well, the last few years have seen an explosion of international non-governmental organizations, and I've had the opportunity to work with a number of fine, dedicated individuals in all of those organizations. So my, my purpose this morning is just to plant that seed in your mind. When I was sitting when you were, where, where you are now, I had no idea that any of those opportunities existed. They're out there, and I think that a Goshen College education can prepare you very well for those chances, particularly through the study service trimester. I think one of the best parts of a Goshen College education. That said, in my 25 plus years in the field, 
While I've met at least a half dozen Mennonites working at the State Department, I have never met a graduate of Goshen College. And in all the years working with all the international organizations I've mentioned, I've never met a Goshen College graduate at any one of them. So I love my work, helping others, serving others, working for a greater cause is the best part. So please think about it. And if anybody wants to talk to me about a career in diplomacy or international service, uh, I'm around all weekend, or you can reach me through the college, they know where to find me. So thank you again for this opportunity. I feel truly honored to be here. It's such an honor to be involved in an event like this and to be among the people who have done so much to live our institutional values and who have served with such distinction here in their home communities and around the world. You were all invited to a reception in their honor immediately following the convocation in the fellowship halls. I do want to highlight that there are a number of activities today and tomorrow related to the 50th anniversary of SST and the 60th anniversary of WGCS The Globe. I also wanted to make sure everyone knows they're invited, students, everyone is invited to be involved in the homecoming activities this weekend. Um, this will include tomorrow um, a chance for lunch. We added some food trucks out by the RFC. Um, students should come early because it's gonna get really crowded afternoon, so come at 11.30 or so. At this time, I would like to invite Dr. Deb Detweiler, GC class of 79, up to lead us in singing the Goshen College alma mater. The words can be found on the back of your program and I believe will be projected as well. Please stand. We'll begin with first one. There's a spot in India. 